0: Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I'm Dr. Lisa. Hey, how you doing? Uh, Thank you for listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, the greatest station in the Western Hemisphere. And you know what? I'm going to urge you to donate, and I have a really good reason why you should donate today, a particularly good reason. Do it for me because it's my Eight. Can you believe it? Eighth year anniversary. I've been doing this for eight years. This is my three hundred and forty first show. I have missed, you know, I've taken a I mean, I did take like a little bit time off. And, and, you know, I'm not religious. I mean, I do it every week, but, you know, I'm a human. I'm a human. So but three hundred and forty one shows. And I have to tell you. I never, don't ever be afraid to do anything because look what happened to me. And now, and now, now, now and I'm going to say, I was going to make fun of myself and say stuck doing this, but I love doing this. So anyway, please check us out, RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Think of me, donate money. Also, um, do you know that it's uh, Men's Health Month? Like we really need that. I'm sorry. It makes me a little mad, but I do love men. All men. No, I mean all men that aren't serial killers, and um i uh I do think that you guys should get your buttholes checked out, okay that's what I'm trying to say. get your buttholes checked, and here's a uh u r l uh, just go to cancer screening uh New york state okay there I did it told you about your butthole um so I have this really amazing guest today, who I am so excited about, Michael Rigilio. And Michael was Michael is a hilarious. He's a really great comedian. He's he's a very smart, disciplined. Like his work is really really good because it's it's really smart and well written, and the jokes are are thoughtful, not dumb, you know. Like, but any very entertaining and very accessible, you know, he, he can, he can, he can work anywhere and people, all sorts of people can enjoy him. And to me, if you're smart and you can do that, that's like really, that's, that's hard. That's hard. Can you do, who can, it's hard, extra hard, hard enough being a comedian, but actually being really good at, anyway, I'm going to digress but so he was on a year ago and we had a very in-depth conversation you know very psych about uh his psychology his background and uh and um there's just a couple of points that i was going to tell you so we could get up to date but first i think we should say hi to him hi michael
1: hi Glad to be here, and I did want to point out that I have had my butthole checked out by a doctor with a camera, but uh, I have had the colonoscopy, and you know what, you feel great afterwards, guys, get out there. Yeah. Men's Health Month.
0: There's an endorsement for a colonoscopy by a a man who's had one, can't beat that, and a talented man at that. Do you think that's helped you with your comedy, knowing that, you know, having that experience You think Uh, it's made you a better, smarter comedian? It makes
1: you a more humble person. I'll tell you, man, (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing quite like it. I remember when they put me on the table, uh, they said uh, that the they said oh just so you know Juan here is going to be rubbing your belly to help release gases throughout this process so if you happen to wake up he's not trying to get frisky with you and I couldn't help but think to myself I'm like wait you're warning me about the guy that's rubbing my belly getting frisky with me and you have no mention of the guy shoving a dildo with a camera on it up my ass why <laughs> you're <laughs> unconscious yeah, why you're unconscious well, he's not trying to get frisky but you're worried about the guy that's rubbing my stomach okay but yeah right.
0: but, and if they had a, that you know there's that's so fraud. Isn't isn't it? And the whole doctor thing, they have to keep the door. Uh, don't. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I did wake up uh, halfway through and you did. I was, mm. and I, you know, you're so out of it. Cause you're yeah. on this thing called Pro twilight Pro Pro sleep. Pro uh, Pro Pro. Pro. Yeah. Yeah. So Michael like that. Jackson, famous and, drug me. and I woke up and I'm just staring at this giant screen and I'm so out of it. It took me a while to figure out what I was looking at. I was looking at the inside of my butt as they were shoving the camera up there and uh really? yeah yeah you saw it
0: in real time saw it in
1: real time and uh that doesn't look like much there you go it's, <laughs> I've not, seen the, pictures it's not the of them. it's not the terrible not. murder scene you'd think it would look like
0: you know it's so weird our bodies are filled with these really gross things and we're we're like they're like where we are that that's us right now but if we we can't imagine what they look like and we don't even want to see what's inside there it's yeah. so crazy so weird being a fucking human being. So, um, anyway, but, um, so, uh, I'll just tell you a little bit about, uh, Michael. You can go to my, uh, Facebook page, Twitter, whatever. I posted the episode that we already did le- a year ago where we went over so many things and I, I, I implore you to, it was really, really good, um, So a couple things that Michael's been through, um, everybody in high school thought he was gay. We talked about that last time because um, he's not good at sports and he has a nice slim build Mm -hmm. and he dressed nicely. Yeah. And my (laughs) best
1: friend, Timothy, was always in a dress.
0: (laughs) But seriously. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. So he had he had he has he had some he's pretty healthy, though. And he says he's never been in therapy. So he had to deal with that. I think he's done pretty well. Uh, and, uh, he also had, and I think this might've had something to do with, he had to wear an eye patch on his, he was, you were legally blind, which is partly why you were such a bad athlete because you didn't have good balance because you could only see out of one eye.
1: Yeah. Born that way. Keratoconus is the condition and it's very, very rare to only have it in one eye. Mm -hmm. Uh, but they didn't know what it was when I was a kid. So they misdiagnosed it as lazy eye.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so they covered the good eye and just left me with the bad eye. So I went from being already clumsy and walking into everything to just completely and totally pretty much blind. And then they figured out, oh, you don't have lazy eye, kid. Sorry. Uh, back to your life. But yeah.
0: And how was that when they when when you started going back to your real life? When they stopped that, was it like a relief?
1: I mean, it was so long ago, it's hard to remember. But I do remember my parents... Uh, Thought you know, here's this kid that has trouble with the bullies. Now he's a complete klutz. He's blinding one eye. Let's fix that by making him epically suck at something in front of the whole world. And they made me play. <laughs> and they made me play t-ball. And uh, I actually could do something in t-ball. Most kids couldn't do, which was strike out, which is very <laughs> difficult, very difficult to do in t-ball. But I could pull it off. Yeah.
0: So if you have that kind of trial childhood calm trauma that can lead you to be a very insightful and sensitive person it's a great comedian this is what you need if you want to be a really good comedian that kind of that kind of thing but uh he certainly seems like a well-adjusted person now and he's like i told him he's great to work with like very you know like besides being talented just like very on top of things you know you do we don't always expect that here
1: be your own CEO. That's what they say. Uh,
0: yeah. Very professional guy. Um, so um, we were talking. Uh, also, he has a ton of shows. He's from L.A. And he's got a ton of shows coming. Up. Last time you were very excited about the show on the Gotham. And you. you since then, you've. His, he's going to tell you what he's been doing this year. But he totally like you've really I think you've, you've done so much stuff this year. You've blown up. No, I hate using that term, but things yeah. are going well. But last year, the uh, Gotham was a big show for you. How did that go?
1: That one was great. I made a lot of good friends. Uh, it was a great audience, and they're having me back. So that's always a good sign. That is
0: a good sign. So you can see him at... Um, so you, here's a really good chance to see an L.A. comic. He, uh, there's a great show, May 23rd, Eastville, Brooklyn. There's another... You can see him at Gotham, May 31st. He's already played there, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, all now the, you're all comfortable. All new
1: jokes, folks. I promise. All new jokes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's also going to be this really cool place around here that if you really want to like see him in a smaller, less formal place, which I always really enjoy seeing com- comics do their work there, he's going to be at Young Ethel's in Brooklyn on June 6th, which is like Park Slope or something. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good show too, I bet.
1: Yeah, and if I might, uh, just uh, the 23rd at Eastville, that's with my buddy Dino Stamatopoulos, who people might remember from Mr. Show, and he played Starburns on Community and his buddy Scott Adsit from 30 Rock. yeah, They're going to be doing some sketches and some crazy stuff. Dino's going to sing songs. I'm going to play some guitar with Dino. Do some stand-up. We have Jocelyn Chai. Is that how you say her name? I've only seen it in print. She's she's super good. She's super cool. I saw her. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a great show.
0: Yeah, that's like almost like a festival or something. There's a lot of it's like a big bill with a lot of different things going on.
1: Yeah, Yeah. we're calling it uh, Dino Stamatopoulos and Friends. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like a Fun night, it's a thing. Fun night, it's a whole night. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a variety show. A whole show. night. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's a that's a good thing to like bring it. Bring somebody you want to have sex with that you haven't slept with yet, right? Don't you think?
1: Well, I would think that if it wasn't for the fact that I'm a married man. Well, not you, <laughs>
0: not me. Oh no, <laughs> any listener, if no, don't you ever to... try to sleep yeah. with the comic. Yeah, don't be a chuckle fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Do never, never, ladies, yeah. ladies, uh, no one, don't ever try to sleep with the comedian. Especially if he's perform that person's performing that evening, do not do that.
1: Yeah. Or, or, although I can hear every male comic in the history of the world screaming at me: "Yes, do that! Do that! Do not dissuade these people! Do that! Do that! Sleep with us! Sleep with us!" Very lonely bunch, the comics. Uh, well, it's are. also yeah.
0: fun to have somebody that you know knows how great you are on stage. I think that I, th- I actually think a lot of comedians, uh, male comedians, have wound up in relationships that way i don't think i i don't i i think as a general practice it's not a good idea but there are people who really do me you can't you know but don't let me feed some stupid fantasy don't go don't do it so um anyway uh we wanted to catch up on your life and i uh we had a very brief chat before you came on there were three things that really stuck with me one i wanted to hear about you opened for tish Tiffany Haddish at the Gotham at the, not at the Gotham Hollywood at the Improv. Hollywood
1: Bowl featured I had a featured Feature at, I went on right before or whatever though. I
0: don't yeah. know and uh and you and your wife are currently touring the United States in your car where you're doing gigs your wife is a very well respected she's up for some prize writer fiction yeah. fiction fiction yeah. writer mm-hmm. and uh mostly she's working on a novel but mostly very well known i think and well respected in the short story area and mm-hmm. you were only married like a year ago or something like that Yeah
1: after one failed after attempt at getting shitty. married yeah. yeah after a
0: really bad uh marriage uh, uh not the nothing to do with them personally but the wedding industry uh and uh now you have um like a really cool you actually have a like a real cool job like a full-time not a full-time but like a regular gig
1: yeah i got a regular gig i'm writing and perf- I know, performing. performing i don't know if that's a word you'd use but i'm writing and guest hosting uh the jordan harbinger show on podcast one once a week, and we're doing something called Skeptical Sundays. Check it out. I first episode was uh, me destroying or hoping to destroy the wedding industry because they deserve it for what they did to me, and I'm happy to tell the story of my wedding that fell apart.
0: Um, no, we yeah. want to talk about pornography. Yeah, but we're,
1: I just turned in a script that I was telling you about last night about but, uh, porn. That. But is before we,
0: but before we do that, um, let's just let's just get get let's. These guys, these guys. I had never heard. Have you, have you folks, have you, have you guys ever heard of Jordan Harbinger? I hadn't. Harbinger. Harbinger. So, uh, just explain a little bit of who he is, and explain like what you, what your role as a guest host on the shows, because I'm not. You're on the air and yeah. you do the research, but explain the whole thing.
1: Right. Well, I mean, his show itself is just a, it's an interview, a uh, long form interview podcast and it's great. And he has the biggest of the big guests. He's, he's a very popular podcaster. Um, and once a week. He has me on, and we pick a subject, and we call it Skeptical Sundays, and we just, uh, you know, we take it to task, and we figure out what is what. What is it really all about, and uh, we've So, done. wait, let me just clear yep. this
0: up. So, you have a, so he, is he on every day, or? He's
1: on, I think, three, four, five times a week. Okay, I think so he's varies, on, like, yeah. a
0: bunch of times, mostly interviews, but you and him go toe-to-toe on Sunday, and mm-hmm. you do the research, deep research, mm-hmm. on some shitty-ass, fucked-up thing in the world, and right. you guys... And you I guys give it to to him. talk I'll about do you pick the topic? We pick it together. Yeah. Okay, so it's a brain. it's a yeah. brainstormed thing. It's a brainstorm. And you thing. guys are probably get a. did he did he choose I mean it's probably a big bigger operation. Did he choose you?
1: Yeah, I mean there was a an interview and uh But
0: were there other did did you know him before kind of thing or he had heard they, me they,
1: on other podcasts and I'd heard his show but we had not met.
0: okay, cool. Yeah. So uh So that's pretty awesome, and this has been going on... This is just, we are on our fifth episode together, so it's pretty new, yeah, pretty new. Wow, must be, like, really opening up a lot of thinking in your life. Oh,
1: it's amazing. I mean, as a guy that was already a pedantic, erudite a-hole, now now to do all this research on these subjects and go to a party and go, uh, actually, um, (laughs) uh... And have a bunch of facts and figures in your pocket, it's really uh, turned me into the, uh, the erudite jerk I've always wanted to be.
0: (laughs) (laughs) See how self-deprecating, that's how you can talk, that's how you know he's, he's really an expert, because he doesn't have to brag about it. Uh, that's a little psychology, that's a little dumb psychology there. Um. So when you said that the most recent we were talking about the topics and when you said the most recent topic was pornography I was like bingo who doesn't want to talk about that I want to hear more so tell 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 me about um so did tell me about did you pick pornography what your what your let's let's hear about the countertransference what what is your take on pornography where were you coming from when you were you have your own opinion. You know a lot now, but when you started going down the road doing the research, what was your thoughts about pornography? Well, this
1: is just to be clear about the effects of pornography, particularly on young men, chronic users. But, uh, you know, in general, the, you know, the effects of it on the, the brain, the physiological effects on it. This is I, The episode has nothing to do with the porn industry or sex work or porn actresses or anything like that. There's no judgment in it whatsoever. It's just the episode was about the physiological ah. effects of pornography. Cool. And uh, yeah, what was my attitude? I mean, I'd seen a TED Talk on it previously. Seriously? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Talk, of course. <laughs> Love me the TED Talks. <laughs> and so I knew that it was uh, probably not a good thing to get hooked on. I mean, it also, I mean, it kind of all boils down to this, is that uh, we evolved uh, in a time and a place where there were very few humans in the world. They believed that it was about one person per square mile. So your chances of running into somebody were pretty slim, much less mating with them. So in order to maximize that, uh, those opportunities, we I mean, evolution, we are the ancestors of the horniest people around, the people that put in the work. And evolution always also instilled in men, uh, this thing where they become more excited by a new partner that is in order to keep them procreating and and moving moving the DNA into the gene pool and whatnot. And porn hacks into that particularly high speed ho- porn. So a guy mm-hmm. might get a new partner every year or 3 years or once in a lifetime switch partners or something like that and get a dopamine kick, a reward for it from the brain. You can do that 30, 40 times a minute now. Mm-hmm. You can just click, click, mm-hmm. click, 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 mm-hmm. click, 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 click mm-hmm. and we're hacking this reward system in our brain. Much less much like <clears throat> we were it was food was mm-hmm. scarce. Uh, when we evolved on the plains of Africa. So we have a craving for a salty piece of meat or a fresh piece of, f- of fruit. And by having a Big Mac and a strawberry shake, your brain is saying, good job, good job, good job, good mm-hmm. job, good job. Mm-hmm. When in reality, you've hacked the brain. The, so, it's not getting, it's not, you're not doing a good job. You're doing a bad thing. Well, that's the same thing. You're getting reward, new partner, new partner, new partner, new so partner. So we're
0: overeating and spending too much time talking Yeah, on it, basically. But yeah. also just to put this in context, I mean, I think, uh, you know, biologically and people, I think, I you, you know, people, I'm, I, it's scary to say this now because I think there's like too many people fight about the stereotypes, but I don't know from your research, this, you tell me, but it seems to me that the male is biologically um, uh, made, like you're saying, just to like fuck as many things as they, many people as they can as often as it can especially the younger ones and women are supposed to are biologically um made to be uh, fussier because they have to have they have to they have to do the they have to fucking take care of the thing
1: Right. And they're choosing for DNA. It, they want the best father, whereas the father just wants the most opportunities. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I'm no expert. This is just stu- stuff that no, I, no, I, no, I stuck no, well, my nose in some books and I read a bunch. But Well, uh, you're a podcast
0: expert. as expert as any podcast expert can be. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but, uh, but but also, I mean, we were saying this, is that we're, like sex isn't... The reason we, we have sex now has nothing to do with babies. Or you don't need to have sex to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And we know that and so sex has become completely in a different a pers- we have a different perspective on sex and you know young pe- the younger as pe- as life as time goes on I think people will differentiate that much more and actually your own personal sexual preferences have nothing to do with procreation and I think people are more in tune with that so we have more different varieties sexual identity because it it you can you can just afford to right of course i mean
1: what it boils down to me and it, this uh-huh. is again no judgment call or whatever but yeah, i mean no it is it is affecting men in that they can't because of the fact that now they're getting these 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 kicks every few seconds from by flipping through these high-speed porn sites and they're watching more and more content they're finding themselves where they can't be turned on by a real woman regardless of how beautiful Mm -hmm. or sexually attractive they find them, she's not offering up what they're getting from high speed porn. And now with the VR goggles and all that stuff, it just it's something that needs to be understood. Let's not go willy nilly into this. Or if we do, let's understand that we're changing the way that it's been done since the beginning of time. That's kind of the bottom line with it. It's it's there's nothing wrong with discussing it. And there's nothing wrong with saying that it's not all good for you, you know, and people are good or bad. It's not
0: yeah it, i mean that's up to you yeah right? that's we're not judging you know there's right. no judgment call yeah, but no. people
1: get a you know you're talking about their favorite hobby very often and, and yeah. people are like come on man now i can't do anything i can't even look at naked women anymore and again it's a judgment call as to yeah. what do you yeah. want out of we're, your life
0: we're, we're just talking we're yeah. just talking re- with what we what we've learned what we're yeah. learning All, what you're learning mostly but also um i was thinking like do, can you give us an idea of how prevalent it is? Like people, um, I I don't know, but mostly I think people don't advertise their porn. Most people, you don't really know how much porn the, we don't really know how prevalent porn is. What What do you? What's your take on that? How prevalent is porn? Well, you know, Men I and did, women.
1: I looked for those statistics, and uh, the first thing that I realized that it kind of reminded me of that old joke. That was like nine out of ten guys admit to masturbating, and the tenth one's a liar. So I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like that with with self reporting porn surveys, you know. Like so,
0: right? Oh, yeah. I came
1: across one set of uh, statistics where they were like, you know, this is self reporting, and it was like sixty one percent of men and f- you know twenty four percent of women. I just went bullshit mm. to that one. That one rings as total and complete bullshit. And so I found a more recent, more accurate study, which was more like 91% of men admit to looking at porn in Mm. the last week and 64% of women. I was like, that sounds a little bit more right. And that might even be low from what I've seen. When they first went to study the effects of uh, pornography on young men, they went to colleges and they couldn't study it, not because they couldn't find guys that Watch, didn't watch, uh, that watch porn because they couldn't find guys that didn't watch porn to use as a control group which science needs you need you need the guys watching porn the guys not, and they couldn't find the guys not watching porn at college level you know at the, the college age and I was like now that tracks that sounds a little bit more from what I understand about the world you know so it's it's just becoming a question of you know it's really more than anything what do you want to do with your life and your time nobody is lying on their deathbed going I could have looked at more porn I could have stared at a screen that simulated a, a person but there was no there's there's nobody there. It's just lights tricking your eyes. You're just tricking your eyes and your brain into thinking something there. There's not. It's 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 just lights on a screen tricking you. Well,
0: uh, I'm wondering if that has to do with, um, like, kind of addictive personalities like everything else.
1: Absolutely.
0: You know, I mean, if that's a big, big factor.
1: Right. And well, that's the thing, is that scientists see the exact same effects on the brain with porn addiction is with other addictions, but that gets into this whole debate where the uh the I psychologists and psychiatrists of the world, they have this book, what is it? The DSM, I think. The Yeah,
0: DSM. Yeah, the, the
1: DSM. The, the and that diagnosed. doesn't recognize porn addiction as a real thing. Really? Yeah. And it's th- that's, that's horrible. It's convoluted and tough to fully understand why they don't recognize it as porn addiction as a real mm-hmm. thing. But neuroscientists say they don't see a difference between uh narcotic addiction and or any addiction behavioral addiction and substance addiction have this very similar traits in the brain not intellect- and they're saying the same things yeah
0: not intellectual enough for the for the for the shrinks those people are so pretentious <laughs> i know
1: again but though it's like it's again it's you're taking away people's favorite toy very often so i was telling a friend of mine about what i was reading about and you know and and how it was changing my perspective a little and he researched it and came back and he was like hey, the dsm the dsm doesn't even acknowledge it or whatever i was like oh dude you just want to keep looking that's at really porn you're news. just looking for yeah i'm
0: gonna i'm i'm glad i'm glad to know that i mean i'm that's awareness that i'm glad i have i'm gonna uh something sh- that needs to be changed i th- i'm you know, or it's it's a moral the the problem is a moral issue, which is bullshit.
1: Yeah, there is no moral issue. It's, There's it's no fine. moral issue. There's no moral issue.
0: And whatsoever. and um, let me ask something. As a woman, I not that I'm not privy to a lot of conversations, and I wonder if. Men talk about porn a lot more with each other than, than, we, than we realize. Is it something that's discussed? Well, how much, like? I,
1: I don't know what you guys realize. Do you think that men talk about it often? I mean, it depends on what guys. I never guys.
0: hear men really talking about it. And I mean, I've been around different groups of men and I never hear, I mean, it could be my age. I'm older. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't really hear, and I'm around young guys, groups of young guys. I never yeah. really hear them talking about Nor do porn.
1: I. I'd be curious. My friends don't talk about it. Nobody I know really talks about it. I mean, you might mention porn, but I don't know anyone that's like, oh, dude, this video from this this person yeah. or this whatever. I, I never hear any talk like that, but I'm not such a young man anymore either. Who knows what 19 yeah. and 20 year old. Yeah, Here's was. the interesting thing mm-hmm. actually that they found in studies that yes, there are these effects where men can't be turned on. And I'm, let me be clear what I say. And it can't be turned on. They can't get a boner with a real woman anymore. Mm. They can only get it with the porn. And the really interesting thing was that they found that when they give it up that, uh, the older guys whose neural pathways were formed as younger men before there was such thing as the internet. Guys that their first, you know, interactions mm-hmm. with 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 uh, sex were a real person or maybe some uh, rain-soaked mm-hmm. uh, porno mag they find in the woods or something like that. These guys can recover their abilities rather quickly, whereas the guys, the young guys, mm-hmm. whose first sexual experiences were high-speed internet porn, mm-hmm. bang, 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 mm-hmm. slam, 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 the pleasure center of the brain over and over again, they don't recover very quickly, if mm-hmm. at all. So, I mean, are we changing the way young men have sex. Is porn going to be a, a new thing where they need it? Is it going to be something that you have to have in the bedroom uh, with you? I don't know. I don't know the answer. And VR porn is, uh, everyone's like, wait, this is the comedian guy talking? I'm sorry. I don't know. No, no, <laughs> I have <no>. an opinion.
0: <laughs> porn, is on the, porn is on the forefront of all technology, of yeah. all, adaptive, all technology that we're adapting to because that's where the money is. And yeah. that's where people are experimenting Absolutely. for every every kind of technology that comes into like AI. Yeah. Right now is all about. One, yeah, I'm sure we I'm might sure. not hear yeah. about it. I mean, but, how yeah.
1: far are we from some some VR version of a Stepford Wife? When a no, guy I'm, comes home, puts on the VR goggles, and there's his beautiful wife, and she loves him so much, and she's cooking him dinner, and he just lives in a fantasy world. I don't know. That might be coming, but mm. it's worth having the conversation in advance before we decide that we're going to mm. scrap this old way that we've been doing for two billion years, which is you know physical attraction between each other and uh, and the physical act of love
0: So I have two two things that I've been thinking about one, one is that um, uh, the internet you know I mean everybody used to con- uh, consume porn via mag- print. It has the internet, what effect the internet has had, and what effect all of it is having on society now. But go ahead. Take, I guess, what effect the internet has had. Oh, uh,
1: well, exactly. Well, the internet, exactly. That's, that's one of the things that I was looking into, is that internet itself is the exact same thing, where it's these dopamine... Sp- Spikes and that is comes from, uh, what's called novelty, which is your brain likes new things, new things. And you can get a little, a little tiny dopamine spike just by flipping through your Instagram. Here's a new picture. Here's a new picture. Here's a new picture. And your brain's going reward, reward. Thank Mm -hmm. you for the new information. New information gets you a little reward, reward, reward. So just searching the internet, you're, you're actually, it is habit forming in the way that you know, mm-hmm. substances can be habit forming mm-hmm. because your brain likes it and it's giving you these mm-hmm. little dopamine spikes. Mm-hmm. And again, it's about a quality of life thing. Nobody is going to lie on their deathbed and say, I could have scrolled through more TikTok videos. It's not going to happen. You know, I mean, you got to figure out where the balance is and I'm so not would, judging it.
0: Does that um indicate that in, uh in 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 pre- you know, in, in ancient human times that are men wired to fuck as many different women as possible then? That I don't know. I mean, I'm not going like, to speak to that. No, but I mean, just, <laughs> I don't have the expertise. May. It feels like that. I mean, I think
1: evolution had a plan. You know, I mean, evolution is a, a mindless, mm-hmm. you know, process. It doesn't have an actual plan, but right. it, it it is results oriented. Whoever right. can pass on the most DNA gets, you know, gets right. the control of the species. And it does seem to be the horniest dudes, most
0: aggressive ones, most, yeah,
1: that passed on their right. DNA and that DNA would likely therefore make us the 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 ancestors of the horniest dudes which make us all the horniest dudes you know i right. mean it is the name of the game i mean in nature, we see animals that fuck themselves to death. Is it really? okay for me to say the f word on Radio Free Brooklyn? Fucking yeah. Oh right. yeah. Yeah. On this. Studio. Yeah. There's uh, this Australian mammal that only mates once in its life, and it just mates till it dies. It takes wow, about fourteen really? hours of just mating, mating, mating with every other female little rodent, Australian rodent. I can't remember the names of yeah. them until he just drops dead. Oh, you man. know,
0: fucks himself to death. Just
1: fucks himself to death. I mean, with a smile. on his Yeah, face. with a smile, and then that is it's the dopamine he's getting the dopamine blast over and over Uh and over and over and over again and just like an addict he Uh just goes until he dies i mean is that us no not necessarily but we are all evolved from the same i mean every living thing on earth is evolved from one living thing that existed some 3.5 billion years ago or something like that so we are all connected in that way and the name of the game is sex
0: and isn't that how uh marriage began because there were like Farmers or people who couldn't, like, get their own women, and that way they, that's probably, that you know, that's how, that's why we had marriage, so the guys that weren't as aggressive about getting laid could have a partner. Yeah,
1: I, yeah, well, I mean, those were arranged marriages back in the day, and yeah. to this day, there's... There's people that swear by them that they go arranged marriage is much better. Why, why would you let's? Why would you leave something as important as marriage up to something as silly as love? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <I know. laughs> so, and, you, and your own ideas.
1: Uh, yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, no. So, uh, yeah, and there probably are men who are more apt to uh, fuck a lot of women. I mean, there's a, there's a biological component to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. But yeah. also at the same time, that's the great thing about evolving is that we we can understand we have these evolved brains these giant big evolved brains and uh we can decide to override primal instincts mm-hmm. you know we have mm-hmm. these primal instincts i'm sure every one of mm-hmm. us would love to eat ice cream until we're big and fat and drop dead or at least it would be enjoyable our instincts <laughs> tell us to do it sweet Snuff sweet flowers. piece of food yeah but the fact <laughs> of the matter is we can override that instinct because we know it's it's not good so Uh, there's nothing wrong with saying that is just a primal instinct driving me to want to do this thing but i'm smart enough to say that that's not the best use of my time and i'll do something else and by the way people i'm not saying that these are the choices i even make Mm. this is tough stuff man these are primal Mm -hmm. instincts and they drive you and who doesn't like a naked woman come on come on (laughs) they're great (laughs) i'm not disparaging looking at pictures of naked ladies at all I'm just saying that, you know, there are guys who have real problems with it. And you hear about it in comedy more than anything. That's where I got most of my... What do you mean? What do you mean? Because comics talk about everything on stage. So the number of people that get up and talk about edging, do you know what edging is? Edging is, you know, just bringing yourself to the verge of an orgasm and just leaving it there for hours on end. Well, hours on end, are you sure there wasn't a book you wanted to get to at some point? I mean... I don't so know, you think
0: comedians are particularly, uh, particularly um, prone to 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 porn use or that seems factual. possible. Yeah, you do. I don't know. I, everybody's yeah, prone I to porn know. use. Comedians just talk about it, but because they do of talk comedians, about it a lot.
1: I know a lot about oh, who, yes, watches right, right. who watches That's what. True. I know I who watches what. I know who does that. what. You know, I mean. It's right. funny. You can watch sexual, I don't know, uh, sexual new sexual ideas being born in our society by just going to comedy shows. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know that guys were enjoying pegging necessarily in my... No one was talking about it in my everyday life, mm-hmm. but you go to enough comedy shows and you're like, oh, <laughs> apparently guys are uh, getting into pegging these days, which my generation... I, I, I don't even... Maybe the word existed. I never even came across it, but now you hear about it all the time.
0: I guess you're right about that. Yeah. If you want to learn about... Sex going into comedy is a good way to find out. Yeah, because they it. talk Definitely. about it all So, what the time. about society? Like, where what do you think? It, do you what do you think is happening? Do you think that um, men and men like what? What is going to be the psychological, emotional, uh, you know, fallout from this? Or like, what? Do, what? What do you? Where? Where are we going with this as a society? society?
1: That's a great question. And I don't have an answer to that one. I don't know at all. I do know that there have been studies or that it's, they're saying that in Japan in particular, people are having less sex. Like people are getting over it and the population rates are falling among certain groups. I mean, I don't know. It's like, very interesting where you'll hear these leaders of industry like saying we need to keep the population up we need to keep the population up for the good of the human race or whatever and i'm always like bullshit we need to keep the population for the good of capitalism mm-hmm. and you know it you need the workers i don't think the human race is having a problem with the population following i'm sure that planet earth doesn't have a problem with the population population's falling. It seems like the only people that are demanding that we keep the population up are the ones that need workers in their factories. But soon enough, they'll have their robots, and they won't need us for anything. So,
0: But I'm, I'm wondering about imprinting young people with porn, because...
1: It seems like... A, I, if I had kids, which I don't, I would be very concerned about the effects of high-speed porn, particularly as we go into these undiscovered or unstudied... Uh, Scenarios with the VR, which then takes it from passively watching to uh, actively participating Mm. in something where you think this person's in front of you. I mean, this is all new stuff. And this is a very delicate little computer we have between our ears and mm-hmm. it, and it reacts to new stimuli and it changes. And it's, it's called neuroplasticity mm. where the brain can change, can change in amazing ways. Mm. People who lost the ability to speak because that part of their brain was damaged, their brain will rewire itself and make a different part of the brain the part of the brain for speech and then suddenly they can talk again mm-hmm. people who've lost the ability to move a limb because that part of the brain was damaged or removed their brain just rewires itself and says okay now this part moves the hand and suddenly they can move their limbs again it's called neuroplasticity and the brain will change to ad- adapt to any situation which is an evolutionary advantage that we can adapt but do we want to have it adapt so that its understanding of sex is these, this dopamine show in front of uh, the VR goggles where you're just constantly being rewarded for something that's not there? You're not mm. doing it, you know?
0: Well, I think to my, and I know, you know, I, I'm just a hobby, hobbyist therapist, but, um, so I am certainly no expert, but my, my impression is, that um, imprinting, like your first sexual experience, particularly I'll say for women, actually really matters a lot. Do oh, you, yeah. Do you think it ma- you do too?
1: Yes, of course. And I for mean,
0: men too?
1: Yeah. Earliest sexual experiences? Absolutely. I mean, I can only speak from personal experience, but I had a friend who every single girlfriend he ever had looked almost exactly the same, <laughs> which is fine. People have a type. (laughs) And then one day uh, some friends were telling me, they went to high school with this guy and they were like, oh yeah. When he was like, I think 13 or 14, he slept with his babysitter. His parents had a like 18 year old woman come over to the house to like watch him for a weekend or something like that. Uh And he had sex with her and they showed me a picture of her and she looked exactly like every girlfriend he's ever had. And I was like, well, that answers that question you know i mean clearly early sexual experiences make a difference so in that case but i mean you know
0: and we don't really even understand why do we
1: i don't know but i do know that you know There's nothing there. It's if, if our first sexual experience does make a difference, let's see to it that our kids have a sweet, innocent, little, nice little first sexual experience, right? I mean, we know that an incredibly negative or terrible sexual experience for somebody when they're young can change them forever. Let's. I'm sure a very nice, pleasant, innocent, and romantic uh, first experience is probably good for him too. God, this guy's a terrible comic. Why he's talking about love and nice experiences (laughs) and respect? I can't believe it.
0: And and he's actually really, really funny.
1: Oh, thanks.
0: No, but um, the thing the thing is is that I'm going to push back on that. Okay. Because you're talking about parents influencing their children and i think that um at this point in this planet that parents have very little influence on children's um well certainly consumption of pornography and influence on their sexual ex- experiences because it, you know there's so many ways to get get around that like don't yeah. you, like i think a lot of times do, do you have to have, be a certain age to watch tiktok
1: I don't think so, but I have no idea. I don't uh, often. I'm sure if you often.
0: really want to, yeah. uh, you know, a 12-year-old teenage boy can find porn.
1: Oh, yeah. In fact, the studies show that the average uh, person says that their first uh, experience with high-speed porn was at age 13, and I think some percent, uh, and not an insignificant number, was at age 11. And right. again, this is self-reporting. Right. Who wants to admit that when they were ele- uh, they were 8 they were actually downloading porn nobody's going to say that so that that's that that outlier gets left off the uh, the study but it's possible I mean, it's very possible. I, I mean, I can only speak to my experience. But when mm-hmm. um my my nieces and nephews grab my phone, they can they know exactly what they're whoosh, they're 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 dialing in. They're going to websites. They're they they know how to use yeah. everything better than me. They're rearranging the pictures. Uh-huh. I have a new background on my phone when they hang it hand it back, and it's it's got new <laughs> it's got new ringtones and and you know. All sorts of stuff. And they are super quick. So you think they can't get around a parental porn right, blocker right, or something right. like that? Of course they can. So
0: they have less guidance. Like in in my day, I'll speak for myself, um, like with everything in print, you know, you could only, pro- you had to at least make up your own projection onto the image. Now, the, you know, the thing has its own personality, yeah. they have their own scenarios and all that, and none of it has to do with the complexity of the emotional side of it. So, I mean, no. I'm just wondering, have you, so do you have any, what, what have you, I mean, are there things that that we, that really surprised you in doing your research?
1: sadly not too much i you know what
0: stood out anyway what were the bigger themes the
1: numbers stood out i god i wish i could remember them but i do know that uh porn makes more than the nfl and netflix combined like a year like way more like it's a huge number and that's the other thing So then you have to take into account that there's this massive industry, I mean massive industry, that benefits from us going to porn sites over and over and over and over and over again. And they Mm -hmm. are actively, just like every major corporation in the world, they are actively Mm -hmm. studying how to get us to spend more and more time. Facebook wants you to spend more time on Facebook. Twitter wants you to spend more time on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And they study what habits you have and what they can do to keep you on Twitter and right. be exposed to their advertisers. Well, you don't think Pornhub's doing the same thing? Mm. They are trying to figure out that's why it changes. And it's mm-hmm. it's streamlined all the time. It's not just to give you a better experience, but it's mm-hmm. in order to get you coming back over mm-hmm. and over and over again. So to speak. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But, you know, so it's there's two forces. There's evolution and capitalism saying, hey,
0: Yeah, so I wonder.
1: Look at porn, look at porn, look at porn.
0: So follow the money. Like, who's making our, I mean, our, uh, like, like, you know, all the social media companies in bed, so to speak, with the, uh, porn, you know, with Pornhub. Like, who owns this shit? Is it the same companies or?
1: That I'm not entirely sure. Must be
0: big corporations making a lot of money off.
1: Absolutely, it. I'm sure that most of them have like a parent company and then a side thing where it's the porn industry because they don't want that under their. their I'm sure Coca Cola doesn't want uh, you know that under their list of companies they own as Pornhub, but somebody, yeah, it's it's and huge no one, money.
0: No one talks about who's making money off of that or where it's getting or what you're just saying, which yeah. I totally makes sense to me like how more money than that. What'd you say? NFL and
1: Netflix yeah. Combined? combined. Yeah. But yeah. no
0: one know. Like, we don't know that we don't yeah. think like that. They don't have like, we're watching, you know, meta and all these companies, but they're not being this, this porn hub should be at the, Congress testifying about where they're getting what they're getting their money from and what they're doing.
1: We don't put warning labels on porn videos, although we're starting to understand that it can have a negative effect. We put Mm -hmm. warning labels on cigarettes, alcohol, everything else. We even put warnings at the beginning of movies that might be violent, but we don't put uh mornings in front of movies that might be and look i'm not tipper gore i'm not even suggesting no no that you we know thank do. you
0: for telling us no this yeah. is really this is really good information and coming from somebody like yourself who's educated and not judgmental and is well 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 traveled it's really good to hear your voice particularly yeah.
1: Yeah, I just, more than anything, I think about the, the joy of youth and I hate to think that it's it's going to be changed because running around when you're 15, 16 years old and being so enthralled with girls and wanting to kiss them at the party yeah. or under the bleachers and all the joy yeah. and all the endorphins that are released when you get those kisses and all that stuff. Yeah. That has a lot to do with the fact that it's novel to you. If you've already seen a 100,000 naked ladies by the time you get your first kiss, is it going to have the same effect? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No, it's
0: taking all the romance out of it. And that's what girl... I wanted to... uh, You know, this time is going so fast um, because it's such a good conversation. But the thing is, is that um, I wanted to make sure that we touch on the female point of view because right. I'm, I mean, we're all concerned about that too. And, um, the, the women are the product of being consumed. Women are products of being consumed. And there are a lot of very, very smart women, women I know that are, you know, make money, um, off, of uh, being consumed by being, being, products of porn whatever yeah
1: my, my porn only fans and things like that yeah yeah, yeah. and Good for I'm, them
0: and I'm not I'm not putting any judge there's we're not judging obviously but the thing is I wonder about the effect on their psyche and when we talk about porn we often wonder we're talking about it like how it's affecting men because men are the ones putting them women are but women are making money and it's fairly, it's a really lucrative way for women, especially like creative, sensitive yeah, women to absolutely. make money.
1: Sure. And, Why not make a bunch of money off of dumb men? But, it's nothing wrong with that. I have no, I know, in fact, I say go get it. Right. But, good.
0: but I wonder what the effect, the long-term effect on that is. and. We, as a society, are very conflicted because we don't want to slut shame anybody. No. Nope. But okay. at the same time, aren't we wondering, is this really, are there long-lasting effects if you are making money off of porn as a female?
1: I couldn't say I, I didn't come across that in the, in the reading I was doing, but I have noticed that the internet in general, just around the very young people that I, uh, that I know that are fam- my nieces, my nephews and, and just friends and whatnot, that they are obsessed with how they look in pictures in a way that I never was. Well, for one, I had no way of knowing how I looked in a picture because mm. a picture was taken one week and developed six <laughs> yeah, months right, later, right, right, you right. know and and it didn't matter i i just i was mm-hmm. just me when i was 11 years old and you showed mm-hmm. me a picture of myself and i just looked like me but nowadays you know when we have a family event and i take a pictures with the kids or whatnot, they all want to see the phone and then they're upset no 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 i don't look cute in that one no i don't like that one i don't like that one no i don't yeah. no no i don't like that angle i'm like i'm like what the hell what why are you thinking this way you're just a kid you who cares what and are if the- you look ki- cute or not or what angle it is i just it's it it does it only con- Maybe it only concerns me because I'm older, and it's a change, and things aren't the way they used to be. And hey, old man, get over it. The world changes. That might be why I'm concerned by it, but I also don't think an 11-year-old girl should care if she looks cute mostly, or the right is angle. Is it
0: your nieces that are concerned, or the nephews that's concerned? Or well, really...
1: mostly the nieces, yeah. That, it seems like they're very concerned with how they look yeah. on, on a phone, and it doesn't matter in the end. Who cares? How you, are you having fun? Fun? Did you enjoy your cake? <laughs> are you Are you enjoying hanging out with your cousin? Like those are the things you should be concerned with, not how you look on a damn iPhone.
0: That must be very frustrating. Yeah. When you see your nieces, does that like make you frustrated with how porn is affecting?
1: Which just makes me concerned about all young people and how what the what the world that they're going to inherit is. You know, yeah. I mean, it's we don't know. I mean, I. I, I there's such a debate, and I think right before we uh, came on the air, we were listening to a little of uh, Amy Goodman. Right. And I think they were talking about AI. And, you know, when I first heard about the concerns about it, I was always like, old man yells at cloud. Like, uh-huh. the world is changing. Don't be so concerned. But then I started reading some of the arguments people are making for it. And it does seem like it's not that it's going to be the Terminator and the computers are going to... Come to life and take over the world. It's that these are powerful thinking machines and in the hands of the wrong people, Mm -hmm. they could be used in that way. And Mm -hmm. we know that there are the wrong people already Mm -hmm. in the world, that there are people that will use anything to get their way and their way is very often not for the benefit of mankind. So... Brave new world. It's scary out there. Something has honestly and Mm -hmm. truly changed in, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and we have to be honest about that. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so easy to say old man okay, boomer, or whatever you want. But it's like, no, no, no. Something has honestly changed. You look at the history of the world and right up to high-speed internet and and AI and all that stuff, and this, we are crossing some sort of Rubicon. Mm. Let's do it with eyes wide mm. open and be sure we understand what's going on. That's all. Yes, I'm an old man. Yes, I'm yelling yeah. at the clouds.
0: No, no, I think <laughs> I it's really, concerned. I mean, I agree too. And I, I think I think technology in general has totally changed society. And I'm, um, I think that there's a lot of emotional, psychological problems that are coming out of it. And that's what we're really not talking about. And not even, it's hard to qualify it, quantify it. But I think like, especially since the pandemic, like I, there's this thing that I read, this, professor was talking about like when she first started teaching she'd come into the classroom and the students would be so loud and talking and now they're completely quiet they're all socializing but they're socializing on their phones yeah exactly and and that's not the same it's just not the way that we're meant to be it's not natural yeah and i think that that over time that's going to have an effect on society i think um, I think we're going to be more depressed and more alienated, and we're not even going to know why. I think it's just going to make people unhappy.
1: I, I suspect you're right. And my wife made a very good point. Uh, she was talking uh, to me the other day about her nephew, and she said that when we were kids, we'd all say, hey, let's all get together and hang out. Nowadays, kids say, hey, let's all go to our homes and hang out, because they all run home, put on the headset and play the video game together and yell at each other Bye. online. But it's no longer let's get together and hang out. It's all it's all separate Mm -hmm. and go to our own bedrooms and hang out. And I haven't, I mean, this is just personal observation, but I have been saying for some time that either everyone became an asshole during COVID or everyone dropped the facade that they're not an asshole during COVID. Because one of the two things happen, I think, as we emerge, something about the isolation, something about the, oh, it really is just me against the world. I really am in this alone, as it turns out, and I got to look out for mine or something like that. And maybe this is just an LA thing. Mm -hmm. But- Driving is worse, people are less compassionate, people are mm, are less friendly drivers on the streets of LA. And mm. I mean, LA is its own thing right now, mm. where it's easy to become desensitized and become mm. incompassionate because of the fact that we have this human crisis happening in front of us with our unhoused population, mm-hmm. which if you haven't seen it, you don't, you don't know. Like, you have yeah. to see it to believe it. I've seen it. You know, and I've driven yeah, around great. every corner of LA, and there are stretches where you're just like, how how is this okay? Mm-hmm. How have we let our our city get, how have we let our, our brothers and sisters get to this point? And how have we allowed our society to get to this point where we've, we've become this callous that we live amongst this? And it really is. It's the haves and the have-nots now. I mean, mm-hmm. particularly in, in LA, where these brand new, gorgeous, high-rise apartment buildings with a roof deck with a saltwater pool and a barbecue area for everybody. And you walk on the street and it's just people living uh, in tents and sleeping uh, on the street
0: yeah and i see it happening in new york we used to there was a period where we hard, ha, hardly had any homeless or you know mentally ill people and i can i mean i've seen it in la i've seen it here i think part of that is because of people's mental deterioration because of technology and our yeah. compassion for each other and you know, just like I used to used to be able to talk to people on the bus or something, yeah. you know, things like that. And of course, I, yeah. I, I think and that's part of it.
1: Maybe it's this is just me talking here, but maybe it's that we get this satisfaction online that we used to get in society. So it, now all you have to do is go, you know... Uh, you know, uh, what's with Starbucks on Thursday afternoons? They're always so crowded. And like, 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 mm-hmm. like, like, and oh, look at that. I've interacted. I've said something clever. And it used to be you had to go out in society and get people mm-hmm. to like you and like the things you say or maybe do a compassionate thing for someone. And mm-hmm. maybe that makes you feel good about yourself. And maybe it makes you feel good that people go, oh, did you just help that old lady across the street? That was really nice of you, sir. And bam, you get the little dopamine boost and the little dopamine boost. And we go out into society to get the likes. Mm-hmm. And now we go online to get the likes right. It's just a private, selfish little thing. I got my likes.
0: I got my likes. I don't
1: need it anymore. I don't right. know.
0: Even though you're not really satisfied. It's yeah. like fast food. Exactly. Fast you're not food, satisfied. And
1: by the way, nobody actually liked your tweet. They didn't like it like <laughs> like, like, like they like pizza. They didn't like it like that. Right. They hit a button that we call like. But in yeah. reality, if you said to somebody 20 seconds after they liked your tweet, hey, hey what tweet did you like 20 seconds ago? Huh? Uh, uh, I don't know. You just liked a tweet. What what, what did it say? Uh, I don't know, man. Who was who, who it from? Uh, I don't know. It was just, yeah, some, yeah. somebody said something funny. I, I hit the so, the button. So,
0: so disposable. Yeah. No, I, I noticed that. I noticed that with my best friend. Like, uh, it's now it's become a big effort for us to get together. We used to hang out all the time, but now everybody's so lazy. Mm-hmm. It's like actually spending one-on-one time with somebody uh, seems like a Job,
1: yeah. Which I mean, is... it can not to me. I love it. I still love hanging out with people and hanging out with my friends. And but yeah,
0: no, I do. I do. But too. I also don't
1: Facetime anybody ever. I think it's weird. I don't pick up when I get a Facetime call. I'm like, what? 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 No. What? I don't Why? Like no. 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 Time. Yeah. I don't like. Let's get together. Let's go to a bar. Let's like go do something. Too. We I can like do that. Together. Like Facetime. Like no, you can call me or text me. You can't Facetime me. Like this is not. We're not going to substitute hang out like that. You know? Yeah,
0: I agree. Yeah, we don't yeah. Facetime, but yeah. yeah,
1: Facetime is for holiday parties. Like hey, everybody's here. Say hi to Uncle Jim. <laughs> hi. That's what Facetime is for. For me, it's not for chatting with my friends. I don't care what you look like. I don't need to see you. Just if you want to call and have a conversation on the phone, that's great. But you know,
0: so you don't spend a lot of time on social media, I'm I
1: like everybody. Do spend a lot of time on social media. For one, I have to promote shows and things say. like that, so I, I do, and I try and say witty uh, things on the Twitter machine uh, for better or for worse. And I'm probably guilty of all the same things. I don't really TikTok. I've posted, you know, uh, ten times in the last two years of my you, life or something like you that.
0: You don't seem like you have a lot of Instagram posts. I noticed yeah. that about you. I, I mean, you, liked, people you get like people like Twitter because it's yeah. writing and yeah, it's, it's easy to you know. Yeah
1: and you know I'm a political guy I follow mm-hmm. politics quite close and Twitter's a good place to read about that although it's just you know a right. total dumpster fire nowadays as well but yeah look they say you should post every day at the same time you gotta oh, have really? content 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 you just post 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 and I even spoke with a big time uh, comedy manager one time about like how to get your career going and he was like oh, go get a million Instagram followers and we'll have a talk like what? But, uh, w- but, yeah. but I've got, I've got a really solid hour, right? No, no, no. Listen to me. I said a million TikTok right. followers and, and we'll talk. It's like no, but I've, I've, I I mean, I'm getting really big laughs and and I think I'm really connecting with audiences. Listen, I'm going to say it one more time. I don't care about that stuff. Go get a million TikTok followers and we'll talk. Yeah. You know, it's
0: it's all about capitalism and and the art world is that way too now, not so much. Well, that's part of it, but it's also um being evaluated by how much money. It's not, maybe it's not likes, but it's all about how much is the art worth. Right. And it's numbers. Everything is quantifiable.
1: Exactly. And that's what is going on with TikTok. When I was uh, a very serious rock and roll musician, I watched a, a change where you used to get a record contract to make a record. And then it switched to, you make a record, and Mm -hmm. maybe we'll buy it and put it out. But you go get the fans. You go get the Instagram. You go get all the fans. You do all the work, put out the music, and maybe we'll bring you on. It used to be they would develop you. And it's kind of like, look, maybe it's like that with comedians now. I don't know enough about it. But it does seem like they're like, we don't develop artists. We take develop artists and we manage them. And that's the way we do it now.
0: Totally. Look at the music business, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So I think we're going to have, we only have a minute left, and I want to make sure that everybody knows where they can see you while they're in New York. I'm really Please. excited. Yeah. That, yeah, I can't wait. to. I, I'm definitely going to come to one of these. I don't know which one, because there's a whole bunch. But um, I'm just going to read this really quickly. You're going to be at QED, too, which is yeah. like Cambry and Christian's Place, my one of my favorite all-time Five Borough Comedy Clubs. That's on May 27th. Mm-hmm eastville may 23rd we were talking about that you're going to be at es bar in new york new york
1: ease
0: ease is that how you call it oh ease,
1: ease. it's just an e apostrophe s yeah that's uh upper west side i performed there once before and i loved it
0: Upper West Side, yeah. uh, Gotham, Young Ethel's on the 26th and City Winery. You know what, do your own research, you guys. Like, I don't have time to read all this. So why don't you just go to com and you can find out all about it. And Regilio is spelled R E G I L I O.